Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. And today we are joined by some guests, some friends of ours from the Fandom Podcast. Welcome Nick and Brandon. Well, thank you for having me have top billing, because I feel that that's appropriate, <laughs> but not at all at the same time. Hey, you have top billing on our podcast, know, too. But that was changed because Brandon <laughs> originally had top billing, and then he decided he wanted to go last because it made more sense. And then I saw the I saw the true talent. Oh, I see. So, so yeah, we're from the. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're from the fandom podcast. Thanks for having us on. We're excited about this. We we do kind of the opposite of what you guys do. We like usually go in guns blazing, not knowing what we're talking about, but talking about the geek news and the and the and a fandom discussion usually. But it was really different to prepare for this one. Yeah, it's it. I mean, the movies by Menace podcasts are very detailed and typically a little bit more historical. You guys have to get going every week to to get that news out. <laughs> and and boy, does that news come out sometimes? <laughs> and sometimes it's yeah. false news or fake news, <laughs> and that's, rumors. that's rumors. when we get in trouble. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I saw this rumor. It must be true. We're not we got, we've gotten better at that. <laughs> but especially with Snow White being um, almost 80 years old, there's not yeah. really any new information coming you know out. What? I could, I could so. probably come up with a few rumors. <laughs> rumors, <laughs> yes. Facts? Maybe have not. They announced a, have, have they announced a Snow White live-action movie yet? I mean, they're doing all the other ones live-action. Like, if we wanted to start a rumor, that I think that's where we would start the rumors I, at, right? If you look... There, there's a whole list. I don't know which website it is. My friend looked it up when I was with, hanging out with her once. Uh, at the very end of the list is a live action Snow White. But it's, um, but it's kind of a maybe. But they're not really working on it yes. yet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But in the classic animated feature Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, we are in minute sixty six. Uh, which begins with the old hag pushing her boat through the water, and it ends with Snow White saying, Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> you believe uh, the song I wrote? Yeah, so, so that's our, our minute. And she should probably be worried, because I think the hag's coming to get her. But Well, and that's obvious. I mean, I don't, I, I <laughs> yeah, mean they... you watched the last minute. <laughs> I didn't. But I assume that that's what's happening. <laughs> no, I... yeah, she's she's got a plan for yeah, Snow White. No, I know yes. what's going on. But um, okay, so what, the first thought I thought, the first thing I thought of when I saw the boat, is I went, oh, I was thinking about um, crossing the River Styx in uh, Greek mythology, and I was yes. like, yes, uh, what was the guy's name? Charon, Char- yeah, or or Charon, Charon, inconsistent, but, but it was like. Up to this point, I feel like there has been, like, every few seconds or, like, every 30 seconds, there's, like, a symbolism of death in one way or another. And I think that continues on, even. But I, I just I just thought that was interesting, that it was just so blatantly obvious. It's like, okay, we have this death, 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 death. And so I was, I was, I was intrigued. Yeah. That, that boat she steps in is exactly, like, pretty much purely out of the Greek mythology or Roman mythology for... For the underworld and and death and crossing the river and everything, mm-hmm. it, I I don't think they're trying to be subtle with that. Well, one. and I and I also thought to myself, I was like, okay, so this is the queen, probably the richest person 
in the kingdom, like bar none. And she has this tiny boat with a stick. I mean, she could probably have like an oar. I mean, oars were around, <laughs> right? Like she could, she could have a better. Okay. okay so here, here's another thought. She's not just rich. She couldn't just afford like something better. She has massive amounts of magic. Couldn't she have like a magic motorboat? Just saying. <laughs> well, so my thought was like, she's the queen and we've never seen like hardly anyone in the castle. Can't she just walk out? Why did she have to take, like, the underground river through the moat? Right, but also, if you go back to the beginning of the whole film and mm-hmm. see the castle, it doesn't look like there would be a big river yeah. it, around it, looks, it or it looks on like the back it's of on it. land. Yeah. So is this a moat? Is it, like, a pond out back? Or maybe she has, like, this dungeon that has tunnels that run for, like, miles underneath so that people can't find. Like, that dungeon really is really long. That's possible. It could be like and it's way really out swampy there. too, and then all of a sudden it becomes foresty, right? Like that's yeah, really yeah. Odd. and also <laughs> this geography with, is a little with, funky. With the back at, in the beginning, like the castle seems to be almost on a hill mm-hmm. in the very back, away from the forest. So, so maybe yeah. she had to travel like miles and miles because. But we see the castle you yeah. do. in oh. the background of her of her little lake scene. Okay, so she goes across the lake and then she walks forever, right? And then, yeah, um, we don't know how far the dwarfs are from the castle. So, and, and that's what I was going to ask: what's the timeline on this? Because uh, in this minute, we go from it looks like it's like pitch black and dark of night to the morning at the dwarves' house. What time frame, or what did the the queen or the hag have to travel on this? So, my guess is she was brewing around the same time that the dwarves were having their dance. And story time, which is about 11. So she's probably pushing off into the water 11 to midnight-ish. Um, Maybe and then, a little bit like later. And then she makes it to the cottage after after work time. So after, say, 9 o'clock. Because they work from early morning till night. Um, it could be a little earlier. But, yeah, so she was probably hiking through the forest for at least a couple hours. Okay, so here's my question then. What was the difference between getting there like right after they left for work and like after lunchtime? Because if all she had to do was was to wait for the little men to be gone, why did she wait that long to or why didn't she get a good night's sleep and go out or was she just so excited to use her new spell? Well, and we don't know how far it is to get there because the only other time we've seen someone travel from the castle more or less to the cottage is um, Snow White after the Huntsman attacked her, which we don't know how far they were from the castle in that meadow where she was picking flowers. And then she got scared and ran and got to another clearing. And then the animals took her to the cottage, which that all like she may have run through the night. So it could be like a 12 hour hike. Agreed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, definitely. But, I mean, that's what I would think because she didn't get there until after she got there like relatively early. I think the clock said it was maybe like one o'clock and she cleaned for like several oh. hours until give or take six till the dwarfs got home. Hmm. So now I was pretty sure we, I'm pretty sure we, or you guys established that it wasn't actually her doing the cleaning. Yeah. The animals <laughs> did the cleaning, but um, so we don't know. She picked up a broom. So if, <laughs> 
I mean, like, there's, like, a short-distance option or a long-distance option. And I'm thinking it's probably the longer-distance option. And Snow White was, in fact, running through the nighttime in the forest, which is why she was so tired and went to bed, like, pretty early um, originally at the cottage. That seems to make the most sense, which would mean it's, like, it's a day's hike to to get to the cottage um, from the castle. And I, I would guess that's why the queen went in the middle of the night. She's like, well, if I start now, I'll be there after the dwarfs leave. She'll probably be cooking or something. It'll be perfect. Yeah, because what else is she? Gonna <laughs> so do? that's my guess. Is is it's like it's a it's a day's walk. And also, like I a don't full think, day walk. I don't think she'd be able to sleep knowing that Snow White's still out there alive, mm-hmm. and is still the fairest. Um, well, one she of does all. have very like sunken eyes, so it looks like she hasn't slept for a while. <laughs> they're very dark, and they're very <laughs> sleepy looking. And she does hold her eyes open really wide, so maybe she's just trying to keep herself awake the whole time. I mean, that would make sense. It's like when you're exhausted and you sit down, and you're like, I can't sit down because the minute I sit down, I'm going to stop well, moving. You know, like, yeah, she's yeah. like, I got to get going. None of, her, none of her irises or pupils touch the top or bottom of her eyelids. And so she's opening her eyes really wide all the time so she's to stay awake. So I like this theory. Yeah, I think she's probably going the like the long distance. Also... You can see the like kind of hobble step that she has as the hag. It is not efficient, <laughs> so she's going to take a while to get wherever she's going. Oh, it's like it's like okay. So how much strength does she have then? Because she was able to push off the boat and and use that big stick to move the boat, and but then she has to do the hobble step. Like, yeah. is does she still have all of her physical strength from being the queen? No, I think or is she's she the a hag? little bit limited. But the the boat was like. Very hydrodynamic. It was it was a well made well, shallow that, boat. She walks through the marsh, and that is not an easy feat. Yeah, she had to climb through like the the rushes and the cattails yeah. and stuff, um, which is a little tricky. But she, I think she slows down as she goes. Well, and then her feet are so not she muddy. wasn't anticipating. <laughs> yeah, just... so I don't know. Maybe there's a little dock for the boat at those at those rushes. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just... <laughs> this is tricky, but. Magic. Oh. I think magic. Let's, let's just say the answer is magic. It's and misty. You can't really yeah. tell what's really going on yeah, around she her. She easily could but have yeah, taken a rest and cleaned good. herself up before she continued on her journey, and we just didn't see that part. That was one of the outtakes that Disney took out. Yeah. My guess is she's leaving around midnight. At her pace, it's like a like a 10 to 11 hour hike to get to the dwarves. At Snow White's pace, guided by animals, it's probably shorter. Um you know, six or seven hours. Yeah. Um, wow. I like this. It's, it's a good ways off, I'd say. That's cool. So I was thinking about the marsh, and I was thinking about what, um, like, animation-wise was really cool about it. And there's this mm-hmm. this um, thing called atmospheric perspective that artists talk about a lot. And me being an artist, it's something that I point out to my wife and whomever because I I just love it. I love the way it looks. But the idea is that things get bluer and lighter as they get away, farther away from you. So you'll be sitting like looking at the mountains and the mountains that are the closest obviously look dark and rich and then as they get farther and farther away they get bluer and whiter and that makes the illusion of distance. And like in this marsh scene it is very apparent and it's very cool. And it's also made more apparent because of the, the mist and the fog. And so I thought that was really cool. That was just, 
how how do you think they did the mist and the fog? Is that probably just like another layer yeah, of just, like a not completely sure, clear yeah, cell? They just probably did a transparency, some sort of a. They just they probably just used the paint and just made it really 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 thin, because you do that mm-hmm. all the time when you paint with with oil or you do a wash is what a lot of people will call it or a transparency is what like people kind of call it in Photoshop world mm-hmm. um, where you just take out the opacity of something, you know, and so that it, you can see through it. And so I'm sure that they just did so a cell that was, they, they did like a, like a thinned out white yeah. paint right across yeah. that cell. It was probably mm-hmm. gray actually more. They probably darkened it. Hmm. Another thing they do in the movie business to create clouds, and they probably didn't do it for this one, and it's really kind of cool, is that they will put, they'll get an aquarium, like a tank, and then they'll put white uh-huh. food coloring in it. And it creates this like whooshy, whooshy thing, and then they'll film that, and then that's what they'll put in. Whooshy, whooshy, yeah, that's yeah. the technical term. <laughs> but it's really, like that's, that's a way that, um, like, it, even in modern movie making, that they will create mist so they don't actually have to make it. They'll put it in a, mm-hmm. a clear tank and then just film, like, putting, like, stuff. Through that. Yeah. Well, not even through it, but they'll just put that on top of stuff. Ah, gotcha. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I appreciate your expertise in this area. <laughs> Nick is also the person who designed and created our logo. I did. Um, our logo design, and we are very, very happy with it. Yes. It's very nice. And Nick is very talented, and, and we Thank love you, you Nick. Thank you. so. So it it she the the hag you know pushes through the the river, gets out, um, or or the pond or whatever. She gets out, gets her way through the reeds, and starts on her way. And then we cut to morning outside the cottage, where all of the animals have just decided to camp out. <laughs> it's so cute. They're like now. <laughs> the birds are cuddling next to each other, and. The the deer or one of the deer is on the on the stoop on the stoop. It's it's really right. cute. I think I think the animals are taking ownership of this <laughs> cottage more and more. They're like, we cleaned it. We've <laughs> been here. It's ours now. <laughs> we let Snow White here. Like, well, somebody talked so about when they the animals. A lot of them climbed into the beds for the dwarfs <laughs> and started to settle in when Snow White settled in. And then they left. So, like, they feel differently about this cottage than they did before Snow White was there. So there's one glaring thing about these animals that stuck right out to me when I saw this okay. scene. There are raccoons there. I saw the there. same thing. I literally... And raccoons I literally... Colonel. No, but that's not the also, only thing. Do they have raccoons in Germany? No. They don't. Raccoons are American. Yeah, they didn't actually go over to... Germany until the 1920s because the Germans created fur farms for them. And then it became this huge epidemic during the Nazi time. Like, I know all about this because I did research now. (laughs) Is there anything that's like a raccoon from the 1500s in Germany? Because that's when we've pegged this. We've settled on probably the mid to late 1500s in Germany that this is set in. Do you think there was anything anything that's raccoon-like? Because those don't look like typical raccoons well they definitely have the striped tail and yeah. they have and the mask and the mask on yeah the they, so they, they, they like do a, seem to be raccoons but some are maybe you know, marmot i don't know i don't I think don't there know. is i think this is a glaring issue and it proves that it's not actually in germany and it actually proves that this is not on earth either 
<laughs> this is a magical place in a well, um, second dimension that is called Disney Dimension, <laughs> where only these things can exist. Somebody, uh, I saw recently a fan theory that someone had come up with that Snow White is a, a distant sequel to Lord of the Rings, the Lord <laughs> of the Rings series and, and The Hobbit, which is actually like utterly impossible for that to have been created as such because Snow White and The Hobbit were released right around the same time in the 30s. Like, they are contemporary. Sure. Yes. And so it would have been impossible for either party to try and be influencing the other. And cl- yes. well, or responding to the other. <laughs> Who knows? So, Maybe there was this secret society of Tolkien and Disney, and they all collaborated on all of the things that like we know now. Well, but they wanted to case... they wanted to keep it a secret, which is why one of them said dwarfs and one of them said dwarves. Oh, just throwing us off the the scent. Right? Yeah, it was it was a ploy. They're like, but... we're doing this at the same time. We don't want people to think we're connected. So you that... spell it this way, and I'll spell it this way. <laughs> but if that were the case, then Disney Company should own the rights to the movies of. They Lord can't. That would have been too obvious. <laughs> Just, 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 just give them I'm, long enough. Just give them a little bit of time. Disney's I'm gonna pretty own sure that like other people that were in the secret society were like Colonel Sanders, and like maybe the owner of the New York Yankees during that time. Um, <laughs> it goes all the way to the top. I'm thinking that maybe I don't know if it goes to the president. What would you call the society? Just a few thoughts. Every every secret society has to have a good oh, name. I, what would I you call know. it, Nick? I'd have to think about this more often. More. <laughs> All right, let's see. I just, I just want to say, you know, it's when when I was a kid and I would start like geeking out about different <laughs> fandoms. People would say, "Well, you know, it's just a movie, right?" <laughs> so these raccoons. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's just a movie because it's clearly more than and that. They've been but really good think, about think, a lot of stuff. This is like, and I, I, I'm surprised that nobody's brought this up sooner. That like raccoons couldn't possibly be in the 1500s. Well, they, and, they appeared earlier in the film. What, we yeah, were they in earlier in the show? And apparently, the boys from they the are fan- cursed. They've been transformed by the queen. <laughs> That's apparently what it the is. Boys, Just like the dwarves the boys from the fandom podcast, they think alike because I literally thought the exact same thing <laughs> when I was looking at that. They're on it, and we've had discussions about you know like. New World fruits and whether or not they would have access to tomatoes at this point, um, if there if there was a skunk situation and things like that. But yeah, this is kind of a big one, and I I don't have an answer yet. Oh, magic! Okay. Yet. yet. <laughs> um, so my 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 real question with the animals sleeping here. So the animals were were sleeping here the whole night, and we got treated to like four minutes of dwarfs sleeping last week. We could have had two minutes of dwarfs and two minutes of animals snoring, and that would have been adorable. <laughs> that would be so well, cute. And who would be in charge of that um, voice acting? Alan Tudyk. <laughs> oh, wait. But he wasn't, he wasn't born yet. there in the 1930s. Um, and Frank, Frank Welker Neither were the raccoons. not quite doing all the animal voices at that point. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. Alan Tudyk is like a time lord, and he was part of the secret society too. I like that idea. Kester <laughs> is a big fan of Doctor Who. My so 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 my more practical guess is that there were some of the five dollar gags in the in that sleeping. Yeah, scene. and nobody pitched any with animals snoring. Mm. 
so right. cute. I so wish was... someone had. That would have been awesome. <laughs> it's just a missed chance. Someone missed their $5, which was how much now? It's it was like 74 70. is what it translates they, they to. They missed their, they missed oh, their money. Man. That's a nice treat. Seventy-four bucks is is worth coming up with a lot of jokes. Dude, to I try would and make take, Walt take that bonus at work. <laughs> Holy cow, I would. Um, but then uh, the all the animals pretty much like scatter right away as soon as Doc opens the door. But they don't like they they scatter, but they don't like run and hide. Like, yeah, they they're not scared. Do. They're not. They they just oh they're, they're just, coming like, out so up. we get away. Yeah, like the deer, he like back. Well, and that little chipmunk just like yeah, that chipmunk waits a while. Yeah. But the deer, he he just backs up, walks away, and 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 just turns around like a few paces away. Yeah, he's, he's not running. And Which hiding. I think they're getting more and more comfortable with the cottage. They're and... like, we're gonna run this place one day. <laughs> this is our cottage now. <laughs> it's like, or oh, they're, they're getting running. out of our cottage. <laughs> or they're just really protective of Snow White, that, which everyone seems to be. As well. Uh, I think that that is accurate. The animals really like her. She is she is the ultimate beast master. I mean, um... <laughs> she's the she's the animal whisperer. She's mm-hmm. the original dog whisperer, but with every animal, I mean... she could rival Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> I've I've got a theory as to why these animals are so attached to her, but that's going to come up in in minute sixty eight. Okay. So I'm going to save it for that. You can you can save it for that. Um, but Doc heads out and and he you know gives her a warning that the the witch the queen is sly, sly witchcraft and, and and to not let anybody in don't trust anybody beware of strangers snow white is bad at this but <laughs> he's giving her the warning yes <laughs> and so doc calls the queen the old queen but, like they they talked about the queen before mm-hmm. and, and how, that was grumpy mostly and how she's evil and and Sly and she's everything. got her wicked wiles, and how and Grumpy was saying that like the queen was probably going to come and get Snow White, but the but we talked about how like a little bit about how the other dwarves seemed not to really like follow along with that kind of idea, and yet now Doc is, is like is on board. I think um, well, no, they weren't like resisting that right. it was like they didn't know so maybe they're just trusting grumpy was right and now doc is taking responsibility for the safety of snow white and giving her instructions based on grumpy's intel mm. yeah so doc calls the queen the old queen how old do you think the queen is Because right now she's the hag and she's obviously obviously looks old but if she's trying to be the fairest in the land i don't think she's actually that old unless well, there's know, magic in, involved in like the 16th century old was 35. Oh man, I'm old. <laughs> life, ex- life expectancy is not what it is today. Sweetheart, you're almost old. I'm, I'm almost old. Um, My wife calls me old all the time. So I believe that, I mean, she, like the queen looks still like she's got a good complexion and everything, but like maybe as much as 40? Maybe. And... So then how old would you say the dwarves are? Because they've all got like the white beards. I mean, some of them have black eyebrows, but they've all got the but white beards. Dwarves. Yeah. Who knows what you know, fantasy dwarves aging is like. And they're so like, this... yeah, we know she's old because Plus, we've been around a while and she's been around a while too. Plus, if they, if they are cursed by the queen, like maybe there's a, like almost immortal kind of spell on them or something. But then they couldn't be older than her, really. Right. 
Unless she cursed them when she was young. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure how old she could realistically be. Yeah. Okay, so I know you guys have talked about the four fingers on their hands before, speaking of them yeah. being cursed. Do, do you think there is a... Do, so, if the queen cursed them to dig in that mine for gems or whatever it is, obviously being short helps because you can fit into smaller spaces and you can mine that stuff. But what what advantage would the four fingers give to these dwarves? It's easier um, to animate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, sorry. We're talking about the dwarves. That's legitimate, but... Um, I mean, that's why I, they... <laughs> I don't have an explanation. Maybe it's just the nature of being a cursed being is you're, you're marked as different. Oh, it's the limitation of the spell? Okay. So I do have something to say about being cursed, right. too, because I've been thinking about this. And when you guys originally talked about the theory that they were all cursed to have, like, one, like... Trait? Trait... And you said, I can't think of one that's Doc's. Mm-hmm. There's an obvious one that is Doc's. He was a genius, and then they made him fumble at his words. Oh. And so that's his curse, is that he's, like, really smart, but then he has to look like an idiot because he fumbles and he can't say his words correctly. So I, like I just that. had to bring that up. That's a, that's a good addition to like That's it. been weighing on my mind, and I was like, okay, if I ever get invited, I need to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, I like it. I, yeah, I, I support that. And he, he warns Snow White, but she's like, don't worry. Don't worry. She is wrong. She's bad at this. Um, I think it was even our very first guest that was like, she's kind of naive to the point of personal endangerment. Um, and this is when we start seeing it. Like, she's being warned. And she kind of just believes in kindness so much that she's not worried about a threat, even though she knows she she knows how dangerous her her life is right now like how much someone actually wants her very dead i mean she was almost killed there was a knife in the air about to yeah. stab her and somehow she is naive to that threat and i don't know why i don't think she's naive to the threat i think the threat actually doesn't exist i once again i'll save it for another minute so you're gonna have to come back in a couple days and listen to this but i i don't think the threat is actually as there. far as she's concerned or as far as as far as she's concerned that yeah people are trying but she's she's always been taken care of her entire life for some strange reason and anytime somebody has wanted to harm her they haven't so, so. i think she kind of needs a healthier dose of fears <laughs> she's she's a little too confident yeah put her back in the forest <laughs> yeah then she'll remember <laughs> then she'll remember <laughs> Um, I've got all my notes. Taken you guys are going to go touch that stove right now. That's all I have. My my notes are done for today. What about you guys? You know, I think I've got every, I covered everything that I had. Everything is good here on my oh. end. All right, then we will move it along, and we will tell all our listeners thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and if you want more of Nick and Brandon, you should go over to the Fandom Podcast. Where can they find that? Head over to fandompodcast.com. There's links to subscribe there. There's all of our episodes go up there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, or you can head over to facebook.com slash fandompodcast. And we have some fun discussions over there. Lots of fan theories. If you've enjoyed the the Cursed Miners, it, we, we talk about a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, you guys are big on, on fan theories and getting things connected. And I, I enjoy listening to your show every and week. You've been on how many times? Uh, I've only been on on Twice. the fandom once, once. once but 
but you know, there's some good crossover. I've been mentioned a, a number of times. Yes, <laughs> you guys, you guys yeah, are. We, we talk. We talk about. We talk about you guys a lot, and we talk about the protagonist podcast. So if you headed over to, if you wanted to listen to Andrew's discussion about this, head over to fandompodcast.com slash protagonist, part of the other podcast that Andrew's mm-hmm. on. And there's a link right to his episode in there. Uh, and then we are also online, especially on Facebook. That's Facebook. Oh, wait. No, I don't know if there's an actual link. Let's see. Is it? Go to Facebook and search for our group, the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society. And you can post links. If you've got a fan theory, share it with us. If you want to flesh out one of our existing theories, you can post it on there. Uh, it's a nice little community of, of people who enjoy the show and, and share things. It's been uh, doing pretty good the last couple yeah, of weeks. We've I've had a some, few people some post links good additions and, 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 and talk about what we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah, so it's, it's a good place. Uh, also, please share us with your friends and your family so that we can get more listeners. Uh, Make sure that people get to hear us, because guess what? We're not done when we finish Snow White. We're going to be doing more Disney movies. So get people hooked now. <laughs> Giddy up. But most importantly, please come back tomorrow for more of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs here on Dane. Until then, just whistle while you work. <laughs>